1: apple card issued by goldman sachs bank usa salt lake city branch subject to credit approval terms apply
2: welcome to star talk your place in the universe where science and pop culture collide star talk begins right now Welcome to Star Talk. I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson, your personal astrophysicist, and this episode features compilations of things you thought you knew. Each segment, along with my co-host, Chuck Nice, we dive into a topic that you might think you understand, but do you really? What's the difference between mass, weight, and density, for example? Well, let's find out. Chuck, good to see you again. Good to see
1: you. What's happening? What do we got? What's going I'm, I'm on? I can't at, wait I'm, to
2: hear. I'm still at it. You know, I I I lose sleep at night thinking I got to tell this to Chuck. I just so you know, I'm thinking. <laughs> I don't. About you. I don't believe that for. Chuck. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> don't believe, believe that for one second. <laughs>
1: but I'll take it. I will take uh,
2: it. <laughs> I just got to straighten some things out. Okay. That I think that they some people, not everybody, but some people, I think, have this all confused, and I want to straighten it out. All right. It's the difference between mass, weight, and density. Oh, Well, okay. Now, for okay. without a doubt, there there is a lot of people that get that confused. I just want. Okay, so generally, if you go on a diet, you want to lose weight, right? Absolutely. So, what? It's not what actu- what's actually happening. It is, but it's not the root of what's happening. What you're really doing is you're losing mass. Yeah. You want there to be less of you tomorrow than there is today. If only I could keep the parts that I want. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if you consume fewer calories today than you burned calories today, you will lose weight. Okay? It's that simple. Okay. And I've I, I joked about this. A, a weight loss book written by a physicist would have one sentence. Consume calories at a slower rate than you burn them. That's the go. entire... That's it. But so if tomorrow you want less of you than there is today, you're losing mass. Okay. Okay? The mass is the sum of all the particles that comprise Chuck. Okay? Okay. That's your mass. I could take you and put you on the moon. You'll weigh less. But you still have all of your particles. Okay, then that is where I need to move. When can okay. we do this? <laughs> so if you weigh 180 pounds, I don't know how much you weigh, but let's call you 180 pounds on Earth. Okay, On the moon, you weigh one-sixth of that. Right. So if you, uh, you weigh 30 pounds. Nice. So if, Chuck, you want to lose 150 pounds? Your nutrition will say, no, Chuck, you'll die. No, I'm just going to go to the moon for okay. a day, there weigh myself, I'm 150 pounds. <clears throat> so your weight is not itself the measure of how much mass you have. Okay. Uh, you also weigh a little less at the top of a mountain because you're farther away from the center of the earth than you do in Death Valley where you're at a low point relative to other places on earth.
1: So if you get on a scale at the top of Everest, you're going to mm-hmm. weigh
2: less than you yeah. would on that same scale in Death Valley. In Death Valley, correct. A little Okay. okay. Weigh less. Okay. Right? People at the equator weigh a little less than they would if they're visiting Santa Claus.
1: Oh, that's because there's a lot of sun down there, and they got to stay in
2: bikini shape all year <laughs> that's long. What that, that, oh, that's, that's why. Right. That's really what okay, it's about. No. <laughs> so, so the equator is the speed at which you are moving is faster than at other latitudes.
0: People mm-hmm. on the
2: equator are moving about a thousand miles an hour. We here in New York, we're moving about eight hundred miles an hour. So that tr- centrifugal force makes them lighter than we are. Gotcha. So all of this is affecting your weight, but it's not affecting your mass. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you want to lose weight in any zone, <laughs> then lose mass. <laughs> All right, just to be clear about that. All right. Okay, so weight so, loss programs are actually mass loss programs. Okay, and so weight then I, is is about forces then. It's not a, It's not it, about— the, It's the definition of weight. Weight is right. the force of gravity on you. Well, whose gravity are we talking about? Earth or, this, or, or, or the sun or Venus or the moon? So you find out what, is, what are the conditions of that force of gravity on you in that place, not only among planets, but even different places on Earth. And then you've got your weight. And that weight is related to how many molecules of Chuck exist. But in the end of the day, if you want... To weigh less, what you really mean is you want less mass. You what? want less, less Chuck mass. tomorrow than you had today. So there just want know. to put that out there. Something okay. better, that, right?
1: Everybody can agree on that. Less Everybody, Chuck
2: tomorrow. Less Chuck. <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> it's like uh, uh, we didn't. T- we don't. T- we, don't t- we don't show you the e- the mails we the mail we get. Um, when will Chuck disappear? <laughs> we, get, we, we withhold those from you, Chuck. <laughs> right. <clears throat> okay. So now we talk about how heavy something is. Okay. Okay. So when we think of something floating on water, generally the idea of it being heavy is not—that's not the same thought. Correct? No, no of course. If, if it's heavy, it sinks. Okay. So now, let's take let's take, uh, you know, uh, you know, let's go to who's the guy who splits wood sections into firewood uh, lumberjack. lumberjack, whatever that is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go take one of these. One Paul Bunyan, six, guys. Paul Bunyan cylinders of wood. hmm Okay? It's going to be really heavy. We know this. Take it, plunk it down in a swimming pool. What happens to it? It floats. It floats. I'm Even kidding. though it's super heavy. <laughs> okay. It is heavy, but it floats. Right. Okay? So, how do you get around that? What do we ha- wait, let's, let's give more examples of that, okay? Um, Ivory soap. Nobody, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, ivory soap floats. Right. There and you go. as far as I know, it's the only soap that floats. I did an experiment when I was younger, but I haven't oh, really checked lately, but I did test this. Yeah, oh. ivory soap floats, all the other soaps sink. Okay. okay. So, why that should be a selling point, I don't know. And, but it, in its day, it was a selling point. And then it was it was 88 100 percent pure. Right. And it was like pure what? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I I remember thinking that as a kid. But every so long predates me, but I remember thinking all of that. All right. So, heavy cream is lighter than skim milk. Heavy cream is lighter than skim milk. And you know why? Because it floats on the skim milk. That's how you get skim milk. (laughs) There you go. <laughs> the cream floats the, to the top. cream rises to the top. You skim okay. it off and you got some heavy cream. So we say it's heavier, but we don't really mean heavier. Heavier to me is the absolute weight. How heavy is it? Can I right. pick it up? What so we mean so is there, thinner. With with No, it's not thinner. Well, it's, it's more, less viscous. Less dense. Okay, okay. Visc- viscosity is no, I should have added to that. We'll get to viscosity in a minute. Okay. And, heavy cream is less dense than water, than, okay. than skim milk. Right. If you are less dense than something else, you float. Oh, there you go. There it is. No, nothing else. Nothing matters else matters. Right. Okay. You will float. So heavy cream is. We would say it's lighter than skim milk, but that's a little deceptive. If you want to be precise, you say it's less dense than skim milk, and therefore you know. it floats. Okay. So, this is the fight I was in a fight, the encounter I had in a Pasadena coffee shop when I ordered hot chocolate with whipped cream, and the hot chocolate came, and there was no whipped cream anywhere to be found, and I said, "Um, server, where is the whipped cream? They said, oh, we put it on. I said, where is it? Oh, it must have sunk to the bottom. At which point, I said, either you are lying... Uh-oh. Or the laws of physics that apply to the rest of the universe do not apply in your coffee shop. And so he got all gruffy and indignant. I, and he went I, by and brought cream with him. Okay. And then plunked it down and it took one bob and sort of and it floated. I said, Thank you for my whipped cream. hmm Now I don't know if that became like a story, you know, because I'm sure waitstaff staff tell stories. <laughs> right. But That's what happened. So he's thinking it's heavy. It probably fell to the bottom and would choose to lie rather (laughs) lie about it, thinking that I didn't know what the hell I was talking
1: about. And when you took it away,
2: you looked at him and you went, science, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) You just got scienced.
1: You just got scienced.
2: Scienced. (laughs) Um, So a couple more things about weight mass, and And density. density. So, um, (laughs) you realize that (laughs) logs float, all right? Right. if you're going to say, if I want, but I don't float very well, all right? So, if I want to float on the water, I'm going to use a log. So, why don't I get a big log and then hollow it out? Okay. Okay. These are the first canoes. Right. Okay. The canoes are made of wood. You hot, and you know the canoe's going to float. I'm going to get in it, and we're we're good to go. Well, why don't you make a boat out of steel? Well, I can't do that because the steel will sink. That's not a boat. That's not going to work. No, let's be clever about it. Okay. By the way, if you make a boat out of steel, is then impervious to the weapons of other boats. Oh my gosh, what a military advance this would be. This mm-hmm. in the 19th century, I think it was, where the f- first people figured out I can make a boat out of things that are impervious to cannonballs. Okay? Right. And so, whereas if I make a boat out of wood, then it just busts through the wood. Right. So, what matters is not the density of the material, what matters is the density of everything that is sitting below water. Aha. Uh-huh. So, if I create a hull, only the outer edge of the hull is made of steel. What's everything else inside the hull made out of? Something else. (laughs) No.
1: uh, Air. Air. (laughs) Air. Right. It's, a, okay. it's like a
2: ballast. That it's okay. No, no, ballast has a different purpose. Right. Because you want to stabilize. Stabilize. Okay. Right. So you put, some other, you put some heavy things just at the very bottom of the hull. And that keeps okay? it in position. And that, keep, that, keeps the, that keeps it in position. So that'd be ballast. Okay. Uh, and a lot of the cobblestone in lower Manhattan that built the roads was ballast in ships that came from Europe. Okay, and then they offload that and build, build roads with it. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of it, not all, and other th- <laughs> things as well. But the point is, you so now the, the density is, what is the total mass divided by the total volume? Okay. So okay. The density is grams per cubic centimeter or pounds per cubic inch. That's, that's, so those are the units of density. So, let me get some units out there. So, we've got the units of mass are grams and kilograms, and I'm not going to tell you the unit of mass for the English system, okay? Um, and the unit, you're supposed to say, why not? Tell me. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> <Tell>
1: me. <laughs> no. So, seriously, what is, what? why wouldn't you give out the... Uh,
2: okay, the unit of mass in the English system is, is- slug. No. Yes, that's why I told you. I told you not to ask me. So, yeah. so, so the mass, grams, kilograms, this sort of thing. That's gotcha. volume is the cubic of some of some length. So, okay. cubic inch, cubic centimeter, cubic meter. Those right. are the volumes. Density is the mass divided by the volume. Mass divided by volume. Okay, so density. just see how that works. So, if I have a certain that's amount of mass and I put it in a smaller and smaller uh-huh. volume, it becomes more and more dense. Yeah. Yeah. So, what happens that if I, if the denominator gets smaller? then the number gets bigger. bigger. So we get right. higher and higher density because you're right. cramming all of this into a smaller volume. Right. If the volume gets bigger and bigger and bigger for the same amount of mass. Right. Then the this density gets lower and lower and lower. Stop. You get okay. beach balls and other right. things. Right, you're okay. spreading it out. Spreading it out. Gotcha. So what I've done with the steel is I've put air in between the two steel sides of the boat. Mm-hmm. So now the density, the effective density, is the mass of the steel plus the mass of the air divided by the volume. And when I do that, I get something that's less dense than water, and right. the whole thing floats. So then it go, it will only go down a certain amount in a the water. A certain amount that's in the water. It. That's it. That's it, but it will float. Wow. So that's how you make boats out of steel, and that's how military ships were first put together. I mean, cool. the, 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 the indestructible type, right? So then you needed a weapon that can destroy the steel, and then you have the— the the eternal contest of warring factions. Arms raised. Arms race. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So so there, there you have it, Chuck. So so you have mass density. So anything that floats on water is simply less dense than water. Right. And it doesn't matter how much it weighs. Or what it is. It just has to be less dense than water. Does nothing else matters. Wow, that's cool. And it could that's... weigh a zillion pounds and it'll just it'll still float. Which is why my Uncle Edward floats. <laughs> <laughs> That's a
1: big man. That's a fat brother. I'm telling you. Oh, he's right a now. big and fat buddy. He he's a well.
2: So, so fat is less dense than than water, and bones and muscle is more dense. So, if you float every time, you just have way more fat than muscle and bone. Well, there you have it. Good for you, <laughs> uh, Uncle Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's no accident that that marine mammals have a lot of fat. Right. Okay, the blubber, as they call it, right? So there's a lot of fat there, and that gives them buoyancy in the water. Yes. All right. Oh, by the way, what's an ice cube made out of? Water. But why do they float? Because they have air inside of them. I don't know. No. Well, sometimes Uh, they do, but that's not...
1: Oh, no. They expand. They expand. It's less
2: dense than water. Right, so it's
1: less dense than water. The water
2: it used to be now takes up more volume. Right. So So bigger volume makes it less dense. So ice floats... There you go. You know, we should do an explainer on ice expanding. We should do that. All right, All right well, dude. looking
1: forward to ice expanding
2: then. <laughs> okay. Thanks for doing this with me, Chuck. Of course. Always a pleasure. We got to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about, you guessed it, ice expanding. Why ice floats on Star Talk. It's things you thought you knew, edition. We'll see you in a moment.
0: paddleboard in the crystal clear waters of one of Carnival's exclusive destinations half moon key in the bahamas take an atv ride through the jungle or just relax on white sandy caribbean beaches the fun continues on ship from a ride on bolt roller coaster to a moment of pure bliss at the cloud nine spa kick off the evening with a craft cocktail at any of carnival's dazzling bars and lounges and take your pick of restaurants from surf and turf to family style italian then settle in for an evening of live entertainment whatever your vibe is you'll come home with plenty of stories to tell so pack those bags be sure to leave room for a few unforgettable memories because no one does fun like carnival I'm Joel Cherico, and I make pottery. You can see my pottery on my website, cosmicmugs.com. Cosmic Mugs, art that lets you taste the universe every day. And I support Star Talk on Patreon. This is Star Talk with Neil deGrasse Tyson.
2: Chuck, we're back. Yes, we are. <laughs> and this was interesting. There are certain things that we just experience in our lives and never even think to question it. True. Because it's in our yes. everyday life. And, 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 and some things you don't want to know the answer. <laughs> you don't
1: want to know the yeah, answer. It's different. Some things it's <laughs> so just best like. best left
2: unexplained, unknown. You no, know
1: I'm not, I'm not going to mess with I'm this. I'm not going to go there. No, no. Right. This one,
2: you ask a simple question. Why does ice float? Right. Have you ever asked that? I have. You um, have? Okay. I have, yeah. I mean, because when you
1: think about it, it's water, but you're putting it in water. Yeah. It's liquid. It's, it's water it's liquid. in
2: water. Right. It's water in water. So. And usually when you cool something down, it shrinks. Okay? It becomes more dense. Tell me about in- it. <laughs> mm. So it becomes more dense. And so you would think that a cooler version of some liquid would be, you know, if you shrink the same mass down to a smaller volume, it's more dense, that all ice cubes would sink to the bottom of your glass. As a matter of fact, in certain parts of the oceans,
1: I'm going to, where you have what they call, um, oh God, now I forget the name of it. It just, it was just on the tip of my tongue. But the coldest water stays at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, we're not there yet.
2: Oh, we're actually going to talk about that? (laughs) Yes.
1: Oh, we are? (laughs) No, Yeah. (laughs) Oh, sweet. (laughs) Oh, my
2: gosh. We're totally going there. Okay. Forget about that. Okay. All right. All right. So, so a peculiar thing happens to water when it changes state. Okay, Okay, a change of state means you go from liquid to solid, solid to gas. So, we have water, and there it is. When it freezes, the water molecule, in order to freeze, takes up more volume than does the water molecule in a liquid state. So the water expands by about 10%. Nice. Okay? And roughly, you can think about that as if you you expand 10% and you go back into your liquid, you will bob with about 10% of your volume above the water. Okay. And and 90% below. So just put, put an ice cube in your glass. It's easier to see this if it's in a cube shape rather than in those crescent shapes or other things. But if you take a cube and put it in there, 10% will be above the water and 90% will be below. All right, hold on. I just happen to have a glass of water here. Oh, so. you do? And are your, is your ice in it? Are they cubes? Oh, my goodness. Look at that. That's awesome. Yes, this is a cube. Okay. Okay, and excellent. You're, and you
1: just see it's got like a little surface. You can't see it, but it's got a little surface because the top part is clear. I don't know why. But it's just like you said. It's, it's, bo- like, it's bobbing up. Yeah, it's
2: bobbing. It, it, but most of it is below. Yeah, so, so Chuck. A little bit above. It's not happening because I said so. It's happening because this is how the universe works. No, <laughs> okay. it's, no, you're a wizard. <laughs> Stop lying. you. <laughs> now, here's an interesting fact. If you take that same glass of water with that one ice cube in it and fill it as much as you possibly can, so that not another drop can go in it without spilling over the edge. Right. If you do that, okay, the ice will be sitting above that level, above the lip of the glass. Right. And you might be worried, oh, my gosh, I better get a coaster because when this melts, it's going to overflow. But no, when it melts, it's going to take up the volume that it's already displacing in the water itself, and it's not going to get any higher than it currently is. Right. This wow. is why the Arctic ice sheets in the Arctic, so where Santa Claus is, right. it is ice that is floating on the water. In the future, where global warming melts the entire northern cap, when that happens, it will not, that alone will not increase the sea levels of the world. Because the ice is already floating in the in bathtub water. of that water. That's correct. So right. the ice you need to worry about is the ice that's on land. Oh, that runoff. The runoff, okay? That ice, you melt that's- that, you're directly adding water. Con- that's on Greenland and in primarily Greenland and Antarctica. So that yeah. then starts flooding the oceans and raising, raising the sea levels. Okay, so now. By, by the way, uh, 232 feet if that were to happen. Oh, thank you for that number. Yeah, I think I, I tweeted once that if you if you do that, then the water level will go up to the left elbow of the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Uh, the one that's holding, uh, I think it's the Declaration of Independence, uh, just in her arm. And, yeah, and that basically you lose Manhattan and basically every other coastal city of which where, where you find most of the great cities of the world are on the water's edge. So— Anyhow, so, so so that's why ice floats. But there's more going on here. You could delay the freezing of the ice. It freezes at 32 degrees or zero degrees Celsius. You can make it freeze at like one degree below zero if you put it under pressure. Okay, okay yeah. So it gets colder and it says, I want to freeze. I have to get bigger. I have to get bigger. I'm not letting you. So then it doesn't, it doesn't change the state. Okay? But if you keep taking the temperature lower and lower under pressure the ice is says the ice says F- it. okay and i will expand no matter what you're doing and boom pipes break yeah okay so i don't Jen- know why i'm ha- i don't know why i'm so happy about that <laughs> i'm a homeowner no. what am i talking about <laughs> no. that's disastrous you happy that you you now understand the full dynamics of that <laughs> so it would be very hard for ice at 32 degrees to break a pipe, because the pipes are made of typically they're made of copper or some strong metal, and so it'll keep it squeezed down. And it say, no, you're not freezing at 30. No, I'm not going to let you freeze at 30 degrees. No, not at 29. Oh, 25 degrees, pow. Pow. And it, and it and it is stronger than the pipes, and you just yeah. break the pipes. And by the way, at that moment, all the pipes are frozen. There's no leakage. When do you have leakage? When the temperature ice goes ice up ice again ice. and then the ice melts out of the path and then the water flies. Ugh. So the the, the the act of broken pipes, in most cases, is not the moment where you get the leak because the ice is there. The ice is there but, plugging the pipes. It's later on when the ice moves out of the way. Right. So, so the, this is the power of freezing ice. Now, last point I want to make is, well, how about the density of water just as water? Does it change density? Yes, it does, okay? As you cool water, it takes up slightly less and less volume. Hardly noticeable if you're just swimming in it or just looking. And by the, if you heat water, it takes up slightly more volume. And a lot of the increased sea level rise in the future of global warming is simply because the oceans are warmer, and they're warmer. They they take up, uh, you know, let's say it's one percent more depth, right? But you come, but what is one percent more depth in the middle of the ocean where it's three miles deep? Okay, if it's one percent more depth, by the time you get to the shoreline, you have flooding, right? Okay, so let's cool the water. It gets colder and colder and colder. It, it begins to shrink. Well, at some point, that has to turn around because eventually, it's going to become ice where it's bigger. There is a point where ice is at its densest. And it's three degrees Celsius. Really? Okay, so you you cool water at the surface. It's denser than the water below it, and so that cool water drops, and it goes to the bottom. Okay? And it stays there. You keep trying to cool water at the top, and it goes down to the bottom. But what happens now? You're cooling water, now the water is two degrees Celsius or one degree Celsius, it begins to stay on top. Then it hits zero degrees Celsius, it freezes on top. On top. Keeping the three degree water at the bottom. Right. Preserving all aquatic life over the wintertime. That's
1: why you don't have bird's eye frozen fish once the, uh, <laughs> In once the, the lake, lake freezes. Up.
2: Just think the about lake- it. If ice sank... Oh my gosh, you would freeze lakes from the bottom up. You'd freeze oh, that the top layer, it would go to the bottom, and slowly but surely, all the fish would be swimming in an ever-thinner layer of water until you just go and scoop them all up, and that's the last fish that would ever exist in that lake. Mm. Oh, what a, what a bear's dream. So, <laughs> no, they're hibernating. They're missing this. <laughs> that's so, true, yeah. So, so, so this feature of water protects life over the winter, aquatic life over the winter. Wow. And once you form the ice layer on the top, it actually insulates the bottom. You get really cold on top, but that does that. does how long will that take to transmit through a thick layer of ice? It takes a long time. By then, it's daytime compared to night, or spring has come, and so you rarely, if ever, do you end up freezing an entire lake. And it's because yeah. of this property of water that ice floats. The ice is less dense than water. That is amazing. And it's it's pretty cool that this
1: this becomes like its own little closed ecosystem where the ice freezes on top insulates the water beneath it so that all the life
2: is protected. It's protected. That's, it, that's it, amazing. It's it's basically it, so this is a feature of this fact about water, the water molecule. One other thing, it's what enables you to ice skate. Okay? Because the reverse is true. So I if I have an ice cube And it's sitting at, let's say, 30 degrees, okay? Right. And it's frozen. So minus one, let's say, Celsius. If I squeeze it, if I squeeze it under pressure, I'm trying to put it into a smaller volume. Mm -hmm. Ice won't let you do that. Right. But if I press it really hard, what's the only way the ice can respond to you to go into a smaller volume? It's got to become water. It's got to become water. So you can squeeze melt something even at sub freezing. Oh my God. That's, that's how you get the great ice cube. No, no,
1: ice spheres for drinking scotch. What you just said, they take a copper press. And I'm too excited about this. Mm. I'm sorry. But, I, this, is I, this bar information that you're sharing? I know. Us? I know. Now we're ta- now we're talking about scotch and drinking. I'm like, oh my god!
2: Uh, <laughs> and you but, don't even have your scotch voice today. I know exactly. Exactly. Definitely need a little scotch. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, wait, but, wait, wait. Yeah, let me just so, finish this point. So, um, when you're skating on ice, okay, the blade. Is the way it's it's sharpened is it has a very sharp edge on one side and on the other, on right. the left and on the right hand side. So you go on an edge and you skaters know about this or on the inside edge or on the outside edge. That is there's a lot of pressure. That pressure is so high that it actually melts the ice in place and the skate glides on a bead of water. Wow, that's great. That's that's, that's why that's why ice is slippery on ice skates.
1: Um Yeah. So so yeah, I mean that same premise you just demonstrated. When you get a, they make spheres of ice for drinking I scotch. I love spe- ice
2: spheres, yeah.
1: Ice spheres. And they use, for some reason, copper. I don't know why, but they use the copper or brass, one or the other. And they just put the ice in the sphere and they let the brass, it's a big weight. It's a brass weight or a copper weight. And it just presses down on the ice and then
2: the ice melts into a ball. That is so cool. Oh, okay. Oh, so they take. They, oh, okay, so the shaping the sphere from the pressure on a shape that's not a sphere. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So, so under pressure, yes, it'll melt. Under pressure, it melts. Yet, yet, yet when you relieve the pressure, it freezes instantly. It freezes right because back it's, it's, you, because it's the it's the f- below freezing temperature that you started with. Exactly, and then you just have a big, a literal ball of ice. Okay, Chuck. I don't go to many bars. I've never seen this. I, I trust that in your bar hopping, this is something. That- <laughs> Feature. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna have to get you out, man. <laughs> i got to get out more often. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to get you out of the house. <laughs> All right, so that's, that's it, Chuck. That's, uh, ice is less dense than water. Nice.
1: I'm always fascinated how we end up in these great places from something so seemingly um, mundane as a cube of ice or ice melting. The next time we do this,
2: we got to do this with one of your spheres of ice, and I want to do a whole video with you and your Scotch voice.
1: Okay. Oh, absolutely. Not a problem. Not. I'll start on it right now. Right now.
2: (laughs) We got this. (laughs) Okay. 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 Next on Star Talks: Things You Thought You Knew Edition. We're going to talk about the concept of weight. Space. We'll see you in a bit.
1: Ebay Motors is here for the ride. You saw the potential. It's time to give a Patreon shout-out to the following Patreon patrons. Christopher Sukanena, Dmitry Pugachevich, and Ingenio Barrera. Thank you so much, guys, for your support. Without you, you know we couldn't do this show. And for those of you listening who would like your very own Patreon shout-out, please go to patreon.com slash Radio and support us. <laughs> Okay, Neil, here's one for you. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, all right. In space, how
2: much does an astronaut weigh? You see, weight is, a, is, a, is, is not what you think it is. You remember when we talked about mass versus weight? Do you remember oh, that? Right. We talked about that. And I said, you want to weigh less? Go to the top of a mountain. Right. Okay, of, you'll burn calories getting up there, so you'll, get, you'll get, you lose a little bit of weight for that. But at the top of the amount, you're farther away from Earth's center, and you run the math, you weigh a little bit less. It, ounce, nothing significant, not, nothing large, but a measurable amount. Okay? Right. It's not going repla- to replace your P90X workout. Exactly. Thank you. Right. <laughs> not only that, you, you don't weigh as much in air as you would in a vacuum. Okay, because air has a buoyant force that makes you weigh a little less yeah. than you would if there was no air around you. We don't even think about that. That doesn't even, but, but a, a helium balloon knows everything about that. <laughs> right. That's right? so funny. You yeah. remember that, right? helium balloon cares what the buoyant force of the air is mm-hmm. on right. it because right. it wants to float at the top of the air. Okay. So I ask you, you know, what and what do you weigh when you're in the water? If I say, Chuck, what do you weigh? And you'll probably give me your weight on dry land. Right. But your weight in the water, since you're about the density of water, your weight is basically zero. Really? Okay? Some people float, some people sink, and on average people just sort of bob there. Right. That means you weigh nothing. That's yeah. You're weightless in the water. In fact, NASA trains astronauts in a huge swimming pool to simulate what it would be like to be weightless in space. Do you realize there's a swimming pool big enough to submerge an entire mock-up of the Hubble Space Telescope? And to put in astronauts in there with tools to work on it? Okay, okay to, that's the pool I want I want to swim in. That's a badass pool. right? I, yo, I think it's the biggest swimming pool in the world, actually. Yeah, that
1: that, that pool is dope, okay? Yeah. Uh, and, it's, and I'm sure it's more than
2: three feet because— <laughs> But there's no diving board. Right, say. yeah. Only there was a diving board. Yep. <laughs> That pool would be amazing. Let me dive down the tube of the Hubble telescope. That would be, that and would if be they fun. had a water slide, too? Oh, my God. <laughs> so here's the thing. When we think of the blue whale, for example, the largest animal there ever was. By the way, point of pride, blue whale is a mammal. Okay? Yes. So mammals have the record. They're bigger right. than dinosaurs ever were. We can say, well, how much does it weigh? And you look it up and you Google it, and it'll give you a weight for that for the whale, a full-grown whale. But no, excuse me. That, that, that's if you took it out of the water, put it on land and put it on a scale. Right. But that's not where it lives. That's not its environment. No. By the way, I, I'd you, like you to, have to see w- that scale. You'd have, to <laughs> just, you'd have to weigh it in the water. And when you do that, it weighs Zero. That's why whales can just hang there.
1: Yeah, they look, and it's such a beautiful thing to see. Okay, so. if
2: they had weight in the water, they would sink. Right. So they're just there. They're very close to zero. So they still have all the mass. So I'm saying we we don't really think of the word weight the way we ought to in, an, in a sort of physically significant way. That that's I just want to put that out there. Okay. okay. Whales weigh nothing in the water. And they don't hang out on land, so the weight on land is kind of irrelevant to us and to them, okay? So really, we should find a way to think about how much mass they contain rather than simply how much they weigh. And usually that's what people mean when they say that. Right. But I just want to try to be clear about that, physically clear about that. And whales, are a lot of blubber, so, you know, muscle weighs
1: more than fat, so probably not a lot of mass there. (laughs) No, no, it's a lot. No, (laughs) no. There's still a lot of mass. There's still a lot of mass, I know. (laughs) I'm just trying to... I'm just trying to not body shame the whale. Not That's shit! <laughs> I don't want to body
2: shame the whale. That's you don't want to said say they got blubbered. You started it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now, uh, astronauts in orbit weigh precisely zero. Precisely zero. Okay. Mm. And it's not because they're far away from Earth. As I've said in other, others of these, how far away is the astronaut from Earth In, in, in they visit the space station? Three-eighths of an inch above the, a schoolroom globe, if you shrunk it all down to that. It'd be three-eighths of an inch away. Right. That's close. It's a fingernail. Right. So, a uh, finger, yeah, the width of your finger. Uh, less, even. Yes. Yeah, le- less than, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so, that's the distance. Right. So, you can't tell me, oh, they're in space, they've left gravity. No! No, if you've left gravity by being in orbit, then what the hell's holding the moon in orbit, okay? Right. What do you think the moon is orbiting? Of course, well, the moon feels Earth's gravity. And,
1: and it could also be, you know, the moon is kind of sweet on the Earth, but so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and there was a, 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 a well-known uh, a news announcer back in the 1960s who, when the Apollo astronauts were headed to the moon for the first time, they said the Apollo astronauts as of 8.30 this morning, whatever time it was, have officially left the gravitational pull of the Earth. It's like, no. They actually said that on on this? Yes, 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 yes. You can't leave the gravitational pull of the Earth en route to the moon if the moon is orbiting Earth. Right. Okay, so I don't think they thought that through. And in fact, in the equations, Earth's gravitational field uh, gets less and less and less as you go out in space, but it never actually hits zero until you get to infinity. Okay? So, you tell me when you get to infinity, call me and we'll talk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the reason why they're weightless has nothing to do with their distance from Earth. Uh, it has to do with the fact that they were falling towards Earth. Wow. Toward free fall. So, I put you in an elevator shaft in a tall building and I cut, cut the cable. Right. Okay. No, I put you in the elevator. You're just standing there, right? So here we right. go. And you're standing on a scale that has a spring. So you're squeezing the spring, and it shows your weight. But let's just be, use round numbers to say you're 200 pounds, okay? So there you are, and the scale registers 200 pounds because you're squeezing the scale, okay? Right. Gravity's pulling on you to squeeze the spring to indicate the, the measure. Okay. Now now I, now I cut the elevator cable, okay? So what now happens? The elevator drops. Right. The scale Drops right. You drop right. All three of you are now falling at exactly the same rate. Right. So there is no net force of you on the spring. Right. There's right. So while you are falling, you weigh zero, and the the scale will say zero because the it scale will not will say zero because there will be no compression to measure. Cor- correct. And here's another measure of that. You ready? Let's right. say you're in an elevator and it's just standing there and you're holding a, you know, from my professor angle, I say you're holding a piece of chalk, but no one holds chalk. So right. what are you holding? Find a, a holding a, a ball, okay? Okay. There you go. If you let go of the ball, it drops to the ground, right? Okay. Right. In fact, in fact, drop it is synonymous with let go because gravity does that work, right? right. The phrase drop it, you just let go. Right. You could just say "let go" and it means "drop it." All right, because we live in a gravitational field that
1: that doesn't and, work in a cop movie, though. It just sounds, sounds cop. Off. Sorry.
2: Let go of the gun. <laughs> let, let go of the gun. <laughs> they do say "drop the gun." They do say, right, "Yeah." All right, and unless you're black, in which case they just—that's a whole other thing. All right, okay, So Let's go. So, so now what happened? Now I cut the elevator cable. Now you begin to fall. Now you're standing right. there holding the ball. Now let go of the ball. Right. Well, you're falling. The ball is falling at exactly the same rate you are. So it'll appear to float in front of your face. Right. But really, but it's you're not both floating. floating. You're both just falling. Everybody's, falling. everybody's falling. But from right. your point of view, you're saying to yourself, wow, it's floating. Right. I'm floating. I'm, you do this until you die when the elevator hits the bottom. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it's a beautiful experiment until you're a pile of goo when the elevator hits the bottom. Yeah, and the ball survives, of course. The ball bounces, yes. Right, you know. (laughs) so so here's the deal, okay? I'm telling you the astronauts in orbit around the Earth are falling towards Earth. Right. In free fall, just like you in the elevator cable that I just cut. Right. All right? Now, the the reason why they don't hit Earth is because they have really fast sideways motion. So watch what happens, okay? Watch what happens. Here you are in an elevator and you know you're gonna hit the ground and you're gonna die, okay? I'm gonna say, all right, let's take this elevator and move it sideways really fast, okay? Well, Well, how fast should it go? Let's move it sideways so fast, so by the time it drops a foot, let's say, Earth has curved a foot away from it. You drop five feet, Earth has curved five feet away from it. So whatever distance you have fallen, The curvature of Earth, because you're traveling so fast downrange, the curvature of the Earth... Cancels it out. uh, It cancels it out. Wow. Precisely. That's perfect. And there's one speed for which that is true. And that is if you go sideways five miles per second. Wow. On Earth. So you go sideways five miles per second... At that speed, you will free fall to Earth at exactly the same rate Earth curves away from you. You will never hit Earth. And we have another word for this. Because if you never hit Earth, this will just keep going. Right, you just go, right. You come back where you started and you keep going. We have a word for that. It's called orbit. Mm. So orbit is free fall with high sideways velocity around the Earth. And that's why... People say, oh, we launched the rocket into space today. What you really did was, have you ever watched a rocket more than just a couple of minutes after the launch pad? Yeah. Okay, Okay, what does it do? It's downrange. It starts to careen off. most of the energy that's launching that rocket is not to get it into space. No, it's to give it that sideways motion at five miles per second so that it can sustain an orbit around the Earth. That's pretty dope. It's totally dope. And you know who first figured this out? My man. No, don't even say it. Isaac Newton. My my man, Isaac Newton. Okay, he drew a picture. He had Earth, okay, and he drew a little mountain, and he had a little, was it a cannon or something at the top of the mountain? He said, what happens if you shoot the cannon out sideways, okay, and it just hits the ground? Suppose you give it more speed. It'll go farther before it hits the ground. Let's give it more and more speed. And as you follow this diagram... The cannonball continues around the Earth, but still hits Earth. Is there a speed where it goes all the way around the Earth, does not hit Earth, and it hits you in the back of the head? But you duck and the cannonball continues. Is there a speed for that? Yes. And he figured out what that speed is. And that's the speed of orbit around the Earth. And like I said, that's five miles per second. Wow. Isaac Newton invented orbits with that simple diagram. That's pretty and cool. in so doing, he he merged. Our understanding of falling objects with the orbit of the moon around the earth. This was his revelation when he watched the apple fall. He didn't hit him on the head, by the way. That's the, right. He watched the apple fall straight down, and he sees the moon in orbit around the earth. And he said, this is exactly the same phenomenon. Wow. Except the moon is going sideways so that it doesn't hit the earth. So the moon in earth's gravity is weightless because it's in free fall around the earth. There you go. Okay. Wow, that's, that's amazing. Okay, so now, I just got to I gotta put this out there. The movie okay. Ad Astra, okay? Yes, with uh, Matt Damon. No, not me. I'm sorry, sorry. Other, wait, don't tell me, don't one. tell
1: me. Because uh, that's the Martian. The um, Martian. Get, uh, the get guy your leading for, man straight. Yeah, um, that's Brad Pitt. Going, Brad, Pitt, Brad lo- Pitt. Looking for his dad, who was okay. Tommy Lee
2: Jones. Correct, correct. Okay, so in that movie, um, they knew correctly that you don't have to wait three days to get to the moon. That's That's like a sort of a a minimum energy transfer to the moon, where you fire your rockets until you have enough to sort of get into the moon's pull, and then the moon pulls you down, so you use minimal fuel. But if you want to get there, you can get there in a few hours, you just use a lot of rocket fuel, okay? If your rockets are burning on your ship, you have weight on that ship. Because it's accelerating towards you. Right. Okay. That is no different from you having weight standing here on Earth because Earth, the force of gravity, is that same phenomenon. Right. Okay. So, so if I go in a ship and I I don't care where I am in the universe, if I'm accelerating the ship at nine point eight meters per second per second, that's the acceleration of gravity on Earth. If I accelerate the ship at that speed in any direction, I can stand up at the bottom of the ship and it is though I'm standing on Earth. And what I'm telling you is that in that movie, they show people jetting around the solar system because it's the future, and the, sh- the rockets are always um, ignited, and everyone is floating in the ship. No, uh, no, no. Didn't it wouldn't have worked they got like that, that? Totally wrong. Okay. So what would have happened is they would have been pinned up against pinned up against the thing. If if it's strong acceleration. that's right. Right. Be- because what's happening is at any given moment. The whole system is going at a certain speed, okay? But if it's accelerating, then the ship is accelerating towards you. Right. And so it's going to come up against you and put a scale between there. You're going to have an equivalent weight on that ship. Wow. So space is not inherently a weightless place unless you are free-falling towards one place or another. And to make that happen, you can't have rockets firing. Just got to have a sideways motion going on. A- around the Earth. Around or, the Earth. Or you launch from from the Earth, and you reach up, and you turn off your rockets, and right. then you free fall you... towards the moon. Right. Then you're weightless that whole way. But the moment you turn on the rockets, you, you're going to pin to the side, the back, the front. And so, in fact, there are long-term plans to go to Mars if you don't want to lose bone mass and all this, and you don't want to rotate the ship. You accelerate halfway there. Okay? Right. And then you have to decelerate, otherwise De- you'll miss Mars. So what they do is, then they turn the rocket around. Right. Okay? Then you decelerate. But in either case, you can have the equivalent of 1G. One 1G. One you can have Earth gravity the whole way. Wow, look at that. And you'll get there like in a, a, a weeks, a couple of weeks. That's De- cool. And I think maybe even faster, rather than the 9, 10 months that it normally takes. Yeah, that's the, that's the premise behind The Expanse, the movie The Expanse. Okay, no, I mean I, not I, the movie, the the, the series. The, the series that's next yeah. on my on my on my binge list. Yeah, binge definitely list. One watch very it. Very last thing because we're out of time. Okay, uh, so just to be clear, there are three ways to to simulate gravity. One of them is just be on Earth, and let's call that real gravity. Okay, and another way is to accelerate something at the acceleration of gravity. Right, and a third way is you can rotate something, and then the centrifugal force that wants to fling you outwards, that you'll read that as a gravitational force. And so that's where you have a ring. So if you did rotate a ring, you'd, you'd walk around on the outer rim, as they shown famously in the movie 2001. Right. Um, a Space Odyssey. So, So there you have it. Going into space does not automatically make you weightless. O- only okay. a free fall towards an object will. Very
1: cool. And the thing that I took away from this talk most is... If you shoot a cannon off a side of a mountain at uh, five miles per second, you should duck. (laughs) Duck?
2: No, duck 88 minutes later. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's how long it'll take. (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) Oh, by the way, that calculation, uh, we're not going to get into it here, but I'll just tell you. If you dig a hole through the earth, going through the center and coming out the other side, um, and then you drop something through, it'll fall towards the center, overshoot the center, come out the other side, and if nobody grabs it, it'll then... Bob, back down and come back into your hand. That round trip also takes eighty-eight minutes. Nice. Yes. Yes.
1: Oh man! Well, yes. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start digging now because well, I, I,
2: I got one more. One more. You ready? Just while we're on the subject, uh, Earth's equator feels a little bit of centrifugal force, so you weigh a little bit less on the equator than you do at other latitudes. So if I speed up Earth, you'll weigh less and less and less and less. Sweet. There's a speed with which I can spin Earth where you weigh so much less that you weigh zero. Okay, I'm all about. You know what speed it. that is? Um, At the equator. You know what speed that is? Seventy-eight RPM. <laughs> 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 Chuck, how old are you? No. <laughs> so that speed. So if you if so if the equator makes one full spin in eighty-eight minutes, right, then you're weightless. There you go. You'll just hover over the ground. And so basically, at that point, you're in orbit around the Earth. It's all the same right. number. Right. That's what's cool about it. That is cool. The Man, Earth rotates I love it. once every 88 minutes. Everyone on the equator is weightless. Sweet. Got to end it there, Chuck. All right. That was cool. I'm going to Ecuador. <laughs> What a coincidence. <laughs> they name Ecuador and they're on the equator. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> All right, Chuck, always good to have you. Always a pleasure. Neil deGrasse Tyson here. Keep looking up.
0: The legends are true.
1: Overwhelming oh. power! The sauce of destiny. Yes!